What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today, I know we're doing a belated recap of the Super Bowl, as well as going over some pretty pretty important news, pretty big news that has happened without, within the last week. Wyatt, start us off with the news. All right, so basically what's happened in the last couple of days is that uh, Antonio Brown has been alleged, uh, somebody has alleged Antonio Brown is shoving a woman. Uh, well, we we talk we talk, we've talked about domestic abuse a lot this year because it's it's been a it's been a uh, topic of priority for the league for a, like a long time now. Mm-hmm. With with the starting with Ray Rice uh, and we go and then we have Ruben Foster, which all, that was proven not to be true. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, then you have Kareem Hunt. Says that now you have probably. Top five superstar in the league at the moment, uh, and it's crazy. Uh, it's just I think it's just uh, this is gonna hurt whoever he gets traded to. It's gonna hurt him in contract talks too, as well. I think it's it's gonna like the uh, this stuff is uh, unacceptable for some teams, especially if it comes back to be true that he did it. Mm-hmm. I think they have him on tape. If I'm not mistaken, they caught him on tape doing it. Uh, but there hasn't been any like leaked footage. It's just been uh a law uh a lawsuit that they got leaked out. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't like brought up to the media or anything. It's finally getting brought up. Uh, but yeah, this could have definitely hurt his uh his stock a little bit. Pits Pittsburgh is trying to actually trade him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it, it definitely hurts his stock. I don't know how much of a it's gonna hurt his contract because it's Antonio Brown. One, I mean, argued arguably the best receiver in the NFL. So I don't think his contract issue, if he goes to another team, is gonna, if that's gonna hurt him, or more so his his age and how long he's played and things of that nature. I think will have more of an impact on his contract. But the Steelers trying to trade him, this will definitely have an impact. You know, teams like the Colts, for instance, that have a lot of cap room, a lot of assets to trade they're probably not going to trade for him because not only you know has he has the issues on the field of complaining and whining about not getting the ball and things of that nature yeah. now he has an issue off the field right so there's a lot of teams in the in the realm of the Colts who have assets to give whether it's draft picks or young players or a lot of cap space to entice that guy to come I just don't see him going to a team like that yeah, maybe San Francisco takes a risk on him. I'm, you know, if Jerry Rice pushes hard enough, mm-hmm. and if Kyle Shanahan wants him bad enough, I'm, I'm sure they'll probably try to get something done. But I, I do, I do think that he will be traded. It just, it's probably not going to be to somewhere we expect. Am I? I think, I think it's going to be somewhere where it's some team that's just uh, dysfunctional. Doesn't really have too much of a direction and kind of just says like, yeah, we need something to get tickets or we need a, we need a guy like yeah, a great player on our team and then they'll trade for him mm-hmm. and it probably won't work out. So yeah, but uh, so we're kind of, I'm gonna kind of segue. It's a good segue here into uh, Wes Welker being signed as the wide receivers coach for uh, San Francisco. Hmm. Uh, how well do you think this would help those young receivers? And uh, San Francisco, I think it helped him tremendously because where was he at previously? Texans. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and uh, 
I think, like, we have Marquise Goodwin, same, like, size that uh, Wes Walker was. Marquise Goodwin's an Olympic, Olympic uh, sprinter, right? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, the, <laughs> they don't compare in speed at all. I mean, he's elite, yeah. Yeah, el- but... Elite uh, world speed. Yeah, but they have the same... They have the same... Uh, att- is it attributes, or... Would it, would it be attributes? I mean, I don't know what you're trying to say. But, like, same, like, uh, same size, I have to say. Yeah. Like, same body type, same size... Um, also, Dante Pettis, a young receiver, uh, who's like what six one, six two, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, came out of the draft. Yeah, was kind of touted for his route running ability, very mm-hmm. smooth in and out of his cuts. A guy that a lot of people felt, you know, was could be a still in this draft. Yeah, and he played pretty well last year for a rookie. Uh, I think this is pretty big. I think Wes yeah. Walker going there is a big. Is a big time hire. Yeah. I thought he's been great for the Houston Texans wide receiving core. I think you know they've been consistently one of the better receiving cores in the league, and within a Kyle Shanahan offense, I think this is huge. And I think, yeah. heck, who knows? Maybe we see Wes Welker become the next position coach, going to a head coach. I don't know. I I don't. I'm just joking, but <laughs> who knows? It's Wes Welker. He's been in, played in Super Bowls. He's played <clears throat> under the Belichick and Brady system. He's played under the Peyton Manning system. Now he's going into the Kyle Shanahan system, which mm. is, you know, pretty similar to uh, what's his face, Sean oh, McVay. Sure. Yeah, Sean McVay. So, uh, and it's, it's a big step for him, anyways. And he was, and uh, and he was like kind of like coercing in a sense, like with the obviously those offense and those other offensive court uh, coaches mm-hmm. that kind of will fuller become they become actually a good route runner instead of just a speed threat. Yeah. So I'll, I'm actually excited to see like how much he actually helps them, or if it's more the other coaches from the Texans that have been helping those wide receivers out. I want to see how much he's able to help these young wide receivers in San Francisco because yeah. if he is, this could be a dangerous offense, especially with uh, Kyle Shanahan's mind yeah. and everything. All right, so we're going to our next thing here, which is about uh, the Rams. And I saw it on Bleacher Report. It's not really anything huge here, but I just wanted to bring it up to you and, and ask, is there a possibility that, say, next year comes around, Todd Gurley doesn't really perform that well in the playoffs again? Do you think there's a possibility they might trade him and let him go? Or I mean, he'd have yeah. to play pretty bad in the regular season. No, I'm saying not in the regular season, but in the playoffs, though. Because he, he, he is a lot of money right now. He does take a lot of cap. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but... I, look, he didn't even get the ball that much. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, I, too. And I'm sorry, but I don't think he played that bad in the Super Bowl when he got touches. I mean, he broke off a couple big runs in the game when he was actually allowed to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they used him in the receiving um, game at all. Mm-hmm. And it's not his fault in the Super Bowl that he didn't perform well. They didn't give him the ball. All right, yeah, against against the Saints, he had some drops, and he just kind of looked weird on the field. He just didn't look comfortable. Yeah. But in the Super Bowl, he looked fine. He looked like he was running good. He was making good cuts. He was making... Finding the hole, busting through it, and making some big runs, and they just they barely used him. Uh, I, in a close game like that, in a game that was only eleven touches. Yeah, that's in, that's yeah. insane, dude. I think it, the thing is when they're when he gets eighteen plus touches a game, they're not they were nine and zero this past year. 
why wouldn't you just continue to feed him the rock? The yeah, game no. was three to three at one point. Three to three. Yeah, no. You had every chance and opportunity to win the game, and Jared Goff was not playing well. I think in Sean McVay's mind, he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna show y'all how good Jared Goff is." I don't. I think Jared Goff is a marginal quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's more than marginal. But. Well, yeah, he could be. I think he's he's like Alex Smith a little bit, except like not mobile. Like, I think he's more on the Trubisky side in the sense where. He needs that coach to elevate him. He mm-hmm. needs those skill players to elevate him. Uh, Trubisky's a little bit more mobile. That helps Trubisky out tremendously when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goff doesn't have that. Goff has a little bit of better arm than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of even out there. But who who do you think is more expendable in the next couple of years, Goff or Gurley? Who would you say? Gurley. You because say Gurley. you need a QB. You need a QB. And Goff is, and Goff. And Goff is good enough to where... If you have that connection with him and McVay, golf is going to continue to get better. You can have, we've, we're seeing Tom Brady right now. He just won a sixth Super Bowl. He says he wants to play until he's 45. He's probably going to play until he's 45. You can play, and, and Brett Favre played until he was 40. Yeah. And he was beat up way more than Tom Brady was. Yeah. So the position of playing quarterback, I mean, Drew Brees is already, I mean, he's coming back next year. Yeah. I mean, didn't even didn't even blink when, uh, you know, in the, about any retirement stuff. It was he's ready to get back to work to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, playing the quarterback position, guys can last forever. You know, that that's why it was so important for Andrew Luck to come back healthy is because you're like, dude, you can play for another Ten or twelve or ten or twelve seasons, dude. Yeah. If you stay healthy and like the offensive line they got, mm-hmm. like he could play for another ten or twelve seasons. And I know he's going into his eighth year next year. Golf is yeah. you. You have to have a good QB, and golf mm-hmm. is good. He's gonna get better. I mean, we saw Brady early in his career, right? Brady made some great throws, had some great drives, but primarily that team was built upon great, great defenses. All right, mm-hmm. and amazing coaching. We eventually saw Tom did start to get better, though. You saw improvements. You're like, okay, he's starting to become like a true franchise QB. Um, and then obviously he became, you know, two-time MVP. What, is he a three-time MVP now? Who? Tom. I think he's a three-time MVP. Yeah. Three or four. I thought it was four. I think he's a three-time MVP now and obviously six Super yeah. Bowls. And I think I think the last half of this, you yeah. know, or the last probably decade, 10 to 12 years, I mean, it's been Tom because of Tom Brady and because – He's gotten so much better as a quarterback. So I, I think if they were looking to get rid of someone because of a lack of uh, a performance and they were disappointed in somebody's play, I think you got to get rid of a running back. You know, it's hard yeah. to find. It's it's a diamond doesn't define a quarterback that's going to play well for you, but you can find running backs anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Denver Broncos found two really good running backs. I mean, Philip Lindsay in the, in the later part of the draft. Yeah, Philip Lindsay wasn't even drafted. Yeah. He was and the then, first rookie, undrafted rookie to make a Pro Bowl. Yeah, and then Royce Freeman was a, what, a fourth or fifth round pick yeah. somewhere along there. Very good uh, power back up, up the middle. And he, the middle back, he struggled yeah. with injuries, but yeah. yeah, he played, I mean, he played very great, mm-hmm. I mean, very good this year. So, look, I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know, man. It, it, it's hard to say, like, yeah, you just trade Todd Gurley because he's been so great and he's such a, he's such a guy that you want in your team leading your team. Mm-hmm. Such a good guy, such a great character. It's hard for me to be like, you know, to to, to get rid of him. It'd be hard yeah. for me, anyways. So I, all right. So going from quarterback, from a quarterback question to 
uh, another quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles has declined his player option. Yeah. That's it, insane. He was supposed to get $20 million, uh, 20, $20.6 million, uh this year. And, uh, yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that means Philadelphia just got screwed out of that in a sense. Like, they could get probably a first or second round draft because somebody would have overpriced for him. Uh, my question is here... How do who do you think will trade for him? Well, they can franchise and, tag him. Oh, my, my bad. I mean trade. I mean, who do you think will sign him most likely? I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, you've got you've obviously got the John D. Filippo connection in Jacksonville now that yeah. he's the OC uh, for whatever reason after a disappointing year in Minnesota. Yeah, but I mean, you've got the connections there. The Giants are definitely a possibility. As long as they don't franchise tag him, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, and like I said, look, he's he's twenty, what twenty nine, thirty. Duke could play for another ten years. Yeah, ten years he mm-hmm. could play. Yeah, and that that's the whole thing with, you know, with the Eagles is like you could still get a decade out of this guy. It's not like he's he's not like he's here for another two years. Like he could still play for another decade. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. It's uh it's hard because I mean. I mean, do you bring him on to the, into Arizona? Do you believe in Josh Rosen? If you do, you don't. You know, um, I just, maybe Miami. Yeah, Miami's a possibility. I mean, Brian Flores obviously was on that has been on Patriots staff for a long time. You know, now he's in Miami. He's seen what Nick Foles yeah. could do to you know to a team that he was on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he feels confident. Like who else? Uh, not the Bills. I mean, they've got Josh Allen. He's got uh, a lot of Bengals, potential. Maybe. Bengals, yeah. That's, Bengals a, good, that's a good adoption. Uh, well, there's been news that Ryan Tannehill is supposed to get cut coming up. We we're going to talk doesn't about that. Me. Doesn't surprise uh, me. It's most likely going to get cut. Uh, I see him going to Miami or Denver. I think those are the two ones. I think they are, they're going to. Denver, oh, yeah. That's a good they one. might either restructure Case Game's contract or cut him. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen because they the it the most of the stuff was how marginal quarterback Case Keenum actually is. Tennessee's an, an and, interesting thing too. Yeah, Tennessee could be too. And uh, my question and my thing is, I think he's marginal too. I think he's just Case Keenum but bigger. Who? McFoles, like a bigger body. I, I and that's in my opinion. I think I, he's Case better Keenum, than he's better than Case. Uh, I think about the same. I think both of them are assistant quarterbacks. Uh, like you said, Jacksonville could pick him up. I think Jacksonville would probably pay the most for him. It seems like because they tend to overpay people. Mm. Uh, Callis Campbell is uh, I think restructured. Why I said Callis? I don't even know what you said. I think it's the yeah, Calais Campbell. My bad. And I think he's restructuring his contract. I think I saw that. Yeah. He's I mean, he rest- wants to win. Yeah. And so, therefore, they could pick up Nick Foles here. They really could. Uh, this is going to be a fun offseason to see, like, where he goes, where Mark Ingram goes, if A.B. gets traded, where Lev Bell goes, or if the Pitt decides to franchise tag or transition tag him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff, but uh, this one's probably the one to keep your eye on because – he could either be the biggest bust or the biggest uh, sleeper, because either either people are very high on him or they're very low on him. 
I'm uh, there's a few people in between like I am. I think if he gets in the right system, they'll be just fine. Mm. If he doesn't, it's going to end up like Chip Kelly. In that, Eagles I don't know he team. played. He played well for Chip. He played really good. I know, but then he kind of faltered off a little bit eventually. Yeah, I mean, you know, does he have some type of magic about him where yeah. there's only a few games he play he can play well before he runs out? I know there's a lot of those issues. I I think he's a better quarterback than Case Keenum though. Case Keenum was elevated by a guy in Pat Shermer that like just was able to reinvent that team and that offense. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, they he just I mean, for whatever reason it just worked. I yeah. mean, he was just making plays. He had just a magical season. Yeah. Case Keenum was brought down to reality. Like he's he's okay. Yeah. He's solid. Mm-hmm. If you need him as a starter. Not terrible. Broncos almost made the playoffs. Well, it's not bad. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, he's not the guy that they want going forward. I would yeah. say, but a guy like Nick Foles. I mean, like you're right. He's a big guy, and he was, I think, a top five QB, um, maybe the best quarterback in the league while being under pressure. His completion percentage, yeah. His passer rating, his QBR. I mean, he's outstanding under pressure when he's getting hit. I mean, he's yeah. willing to stand in there and take the hit. And that comes with having a bigger body, too. Yeah, and also yeah. the whole thing of he understands he's limited, so he really works within an offense yeah. to be as great as he can within that offense, mm-hmm. which goes a long way for a lot of guys. Yeah. So I, I think he'd be I think he'd be a very good sign for anybody. Yeah. It, but I do agree, like, he needs to be careful of what system he goes into. He yeah. needs to be careful of... Going to somewhere where it fits, obviously, you're, and not, it's not going to be the exact same under you know, you know, going from Doug Peterson to someone else, but go somewhere where you feel like you can fit, mm-hmm. and you feel like you have success. Don't just go somewhere yeah. because they're giving you money. Yeah. All right, so we're going to our next one, which is uh, with Brian Flores and Zach Zach Taylor, right? Yeah. Uh, both of them actually signed. They had their interviews and stuff. Uh, Brian Flores is the coach for the Miami Dolphins, head coach for Miami Dolphins. Zach Taylor is the uh, head coach for the Bengals. And uh, I think Bengals are looking at Del Rio for uh, defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. <laughs> uh, they got to look, look more up. But, uh, who at do least you think, that's who, one smart move. Yeah, who do you think will be better? Out of these two, yeah, Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, uh, I mean, he called the plays in New England this past year, mm-hmm. took over, and did an outstanding job. I mean, the Patriots had one of the best defenses in the league, a, a top five defense. I mean, scoring wise, yardage wise, they were just incredible. And we saw in the Super Bowl, he was able to dial up a defense that shut down. I mean, you could argue the best offense in the league. Yeah, shut them down. Shut down Sean McVay, the the boy genius, the the new Belichick. He shut them down uh, and made them look like an offense that had never known how to score a touchdown in their life. Yeah, I mean that's how great of a defense uh, of a defensive game he called. I mean what he was able to do with the line of scrimmage and and what he was able to do pulling guys in and out last second, confusing golf. Yeah, um, really making him think way more than he should have had to. <clears throat> I thought he. I thought. I mean I think he's p- called great games all year long and I yeah. think he's been great all year long mm-hmm. so I think I, 
I like the hire for Miami. Uh, the more research I did on him, the more things I looked up about him, the more I've really liked him, the more things I've heard about him. This could be the best hire of the year. <clears throat> That's uh, I was actually about to say that. Yeah, I feel. Uh, I, I, I like him. I a like lot. it. I like him a lot. He. Hell, supposedly the best offense in the league. I think I really do think that's the Chiefs, though. But supposedly the uh, best offense in the league, according to some people. Well, uh, top two, top two, yeah, at least top two. But uh, had him the three points. Uh, like you said, faltered. Uh, Jared Goff made him do a lot more than what he can. Mm. Uh, and then we go on the other side with Zach Taylor. Yeah. His I, the way he coaches, it just it doesn't. There's no. There doesn't seem to be any improvement in Jared Goff. Yeah, that's like he just, he stayed the same the whole year. He stayed the same since last year. Mm. He just he doesn't look like he's improving at all. He's like it looks look stagnant a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of it. I mean Jack Del Rio coming in that would be big because I think it's important when you got a young head coach. Yeah, you bring in especially if he's an offensive supposed to be some offensive guru. Yeah, which he's I don't think he is at all. But you bring in an older defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing that can say, look, I've been a head coach. And you bring in a former head coach, too. Like, I've been a head coach. So if you got any questions, you know, I'm here to help. I'll run this defense the way I'm supposed to run it. And, you know, you just worry about what you need to, right? But I think that'll be helpful for him. I'm just not sold on it because I do agree. Like, if you just look at Jared Goff, like, yes, he improved from his rookie year to his sophomore season. But that was Sean McVay. But, yes, that was Sean McVay. And this year, the same thing. I think it was Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay and Todd Gurley. I mean, they are a running team. When they run the football, they win games. Yeah. They didn't win. They didn't run the ball great at all or they gave barely their, any. They gave their best player 11 touches. Yes. Or their best offensive player. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, their best offensive player, 11 touches. So, I mean, and they left the game in Jared Goff's hands, and he couldn't deliver. He made a few really good throws and but you know you can just see he's limited and you but you don't see that type of improvement in like in certain things certain yeah. the small detailed areas you don't see like the improvements you want to see from a mm-hmm. guy that's going to be going to his fourth year mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't i don't like the hire that much i'm not a big either. fan of it but uh, uh, it it just it seems fitting though for cincinnati i mean hire a Mediocre, like in my opinion, he 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 could turn out to be Mike Vrabel. That's I think that's what we're, what we're going to compare everybody to that we don't like. But he could eventually turn out to be Mike Vrabel. He could turn out actually be pretty good. Uh, I just don't. It just seems like they're just going to be stuck in mediocrity again. Yeah, and it feels like. Uh, but we'll confirm that it's they haven't hired Jack Del Rio. They're just eyeing him at the moment. It's yeah. report they're eyeing him uh, for the job. But I do agree with you. Having another head coach in there. Yeah, helps out a lot. Yeah, it really it'll be does. huge. It'll like be Wade huge. Phillips, mm-hmm. uh, has helped out Sean McVay tremendously. Mm-hmm. I think Trump Pagano this year with Chicago is going to help uh, Nagy. Vigangio. out. well, he wasn't head coach, but yeah. been in the league he, a long time. He's basically a head coach. Yeah, yeah, uh, of the defense, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we're going to the next topic. Okay. All right, so, uh, the all right, so Super Bowl Fifty Three. It's like the smallest audience in a decade. Uh, the uh, it didn't. Uh, New Orleans didn't watch it. Supposedly, like a New Orleans had like a citywide, like no watch or something boycott thing. What they were doing, and then uh, this is below one hundred million viewers for the first time since oh nine. So, 
I don't think it's anything to be worried about. I mean, ratings for the most of the NFL season yeah. have been all-time highs, have went up. Um, Fox was getting amazing ratings. NBC was getting great ratings. CBS was getting great ratings. The reason the Super Bowl didn't get a lot of views, the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl nine times in the past almost two decades. So they're in there pretty much almost every other year, you know, yeah. if, you, if you average it out in a way. Um also, and then you have a team that in the, the majority, probably like 80% of the people's eyes, they don't deserve to be there. Yeah, because well. the whole blown call thing. Yeah, and so, it's, yeah. it's a lot of it. There was a lot of, there was a lot of controversy surrounding this, this game. And then, you know, I'm, I guarantee you as soon as it kicked off it, and it wasn't high score and it wasn't fast paced, a lot of people just are yeah. like, I'm not watching. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And and I don't think the concern of, like, people coming to the Super Bowl is anything that is anything worrying, worrisome. Because a lot more people enjoy staying home. Yeah. Enjoy being with their families or their friends and Super Bowl parties um, and watching it from their own house. So I don't think that's concerning. But I think just the combination of... The game being boring for most people. Like, yeah. me and you enjoyed it, but the game being boring for most people and it being, it's the Patriots again, and like you said, controversy surrounding the Rams, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a big reason, but I don't buy too much into it. Like, oh, football's dying out. Like, it'll it's be next not, year, yeah. we're probably going to see all time we'll, new ratings we'll, again. We'll probably get back up in the 100 million because you don't have a team like the Rams that shouldn't be in there this year, and they, you may end up in it. Uh, I, I I do agree with you. I think the majority of it was it is the Rams and they shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. In my in my opinion, they shouldn't be in there. New Orleans should have been in there. Whatever you want to say, uh, yeah, they could have done some stuff different, but you gotta make that calm when it's presented there. Uh, <clears throat> and all the stuff about the L.A. The officials are from L.A. Like four officials of the game were from L.A. So it's a lot of like. Speculation they got Roger Cadell. They even want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like conspiracies. A lot of all this I, mean, I don't believe in all that stuff. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's all of that stuff, and then that plays into viewership too. You're like, do I actually want to watch something that you know? What I mean, could be just rigged so Tom Brady gets the sixth ring against the uh, team that he faced in his first guess first Super Bowl ring against, or could it be all this other stuff? And I think it that that does uh, play a factor in how many viewers they do get because mm-hmm. yeah say, hypothetically say if they did want the Rams in it because it's a bigger LA's a bigger market than New Orleans even though New Orleans is a huge market uh, hypothetically if they did want that they, they they screwed up they really did because mm-hmm. they got they got their lowest viewers in a decade mm-hmm. uh, it's it just goes it, they I think this was it's just a blowing blowing scenario blowing moment well, you could have Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Drew Brees, I think Drew Brees would have got a second ring. We'll get into it here in a second, but I think Drew Brees would have got a second ring if they were in it. But yeah. he didn't. Yeah, I was. Threw a pick. Could have, could have wasted time out of the field. That wasn't his fault. That was I'm, a great defensive play. Look, I'm just saying, there was yeah. a lot of opportunities in that game. Um, but yeah, I know most people want to believe in conspiracies because I just they think, don't want to put any blame on the Saints. I just think it was just a blown call. Then no one should have got a chip shot field with one. That's my opinion. But all right, so we'll go to uh, last bit of news. It's just kind of informational news that uh, 
San Francisco is expected to uh, uh, waive right or not waive the rights uh, to the field. So I think they're going to let them play at Levi Field, uh, mm-hmm. the Oakland Oakland Raiders. Uh, I think the baseball field they didn't want them playing there, but I think Levi Stadium where where the Forty Niners play. I think they're allowing than the play there this year, so okay. that, that's yeah. just a bit of information news. Okay. That's about it. Alright, so uh we'll get into the game I think. Yeah, Alright, so. yeah, so we'll start the recap of the game. The Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl tying the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most in NFL history for a franchise. Um and Tom Brady and Belichick, of course, have been there for all six. So, I mean, I would say yeah. the most winningest head coach of all time in Super Bowls and the most and the winning and most winningest QB and you know for Super Bowls, obviously. I mean, he he was that when um, yeah. he had five, and now he's the most winningest player for Super Bowls ever. Patriots were able to edge out the Rams thirteen to three. Yeah, it was yeah like we mentioned earlier, they didn't give Gurley the ball and they lost yeah. because of it. Uh, Sean McVay got out coached, but he also got in his own way here. He did. He got in his own way a lot. He just kept trying to throw it mm-hmm. with Jared Goff. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, Tom Gurley's busting out, like, 20, 15-yard runs here when he's getting the ball. Like, what, what are you doing here? Run the ball. Run the ball with C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson was picking up, like, four or five yards to carry. I know he fumbled on that one play, mm-hmm. but it it rolled out of bounds. You got lucky on it. Give him the ball again. Get, uh, give him that confidence that he wouldn't fumble again. It, just, it was just stuff about – it was just – I think McVay got in his own head, but then you also got probably the best coach of all time mm-hmm. in Bill Belichick over there. And when you get in your own head against Bill Belichick, it get uh, it. That's when you, you'll you'll lose the game. I don't care how good White Phillips of a defense corner is, White Phillips is because he, he 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 coached he, the hell of a game. He did. He coached a masterful game, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was really just that. It was really like who who's coaching the better defense game here? Is it uh, Wade or is it uh, what, uh, Brian Brian Flores? I don't know. I forgot to say his name. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, it, yeah. It was just really came out of those two because Brian Flores is the defensive play caller, mm. and that's why me and you both think he could be the uh, Frank Frank Wright as as we should say of this year's uh, head coaching candidates. Yeah, he could be. Uh, and Wade, Phil- Wade Phillips, I will say this, he's probably the uh, least recognized uh, defensive coordinator, probably. One of the least recognized. That is one of the best, probably, in history. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He orchestrated a uh, Denver defense to a Super Bowl with uh, a paint Manning that was literally in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he orchestrates this team, whose offense has been fluttering for the past two months since that Chicago game. They have been fluttering. They, this offense has no identity since that Bears game. Mm-hmm. And I think Bill Belichick put, picked up some stuff from that Bears game and said, "Oh, we do this, we do that. We play this zone. We play some disguise zone here. We play some. Uh, we hide something here." And yeah, it was. It was a masterful game by uh, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores in this game. Josh McDaniels only got 13 points, but he called the plays right when it mattered. Tom Brady made the throws when it mattered. They got the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't even have too much to say on this game. I really game. don't either. Was- I mean, it, 
in my opinion, I really enjoyed the game. I really, I know a lot of people didn't. Obviously, the viewership can show that. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, I didn't think was great at all. I, I was disappointed. Yeah. You know, um, should have spent my time watching something else. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed the game. I, yeah. I had fun with it. I thought it was, to me, I was invested in it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But that's because I just I love all types of football. Yeah. I would have loved it if it was fifty to fifty three. I loved it the same as it being thirteen to three because I just love football. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it's defense wins championships. Mm. Last year, what was it that won the Super Bowl? A strip sack. Yeah. A strip sack. That's what won the Super Bowl for the Eagles. Mm. What was it this year? Just all around great defense, and both teams played. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady throwing an interception on his first pass of the game. Yeah. Come on. I mean, like, I mean, they were driving down the yeah. field, like, about to score a touchdown and step back. And, I mean, the Rams played great defense, mm-hmm. disguised it just perfectly, was able to pick them off. I mean, and, you know, obviously, Stephon Gilmore getting that pick late. I just can't say enough about what these defenses were able to do. I mean, yeah. Sue and Donald dominated Which, yeah. the line of scrimmage. I mean, they were in Brady's face all day. I mean, he was uncomfortable. Yeah. He didn't get hit, per se, a lot. He got hit, but not a lot. It was the constant pressure up in his face that really determined the outcome of that game. Yeah. And if they only get one sack on him too. Who? Brady, right? One yeah, or two. Once one or two sacks. Yeah. He was yeah, sacked one or two times. It, it just shows that sacks don't really matter. It's about how many the pressure, pressure yeah, yeah. pressures. Yeah, anybody can get one sack and but if you don't get hit yeah. It, yeah. How much can you get to him and pressure him? And they really affected him. Uh, I mean, they ran the ball great. They were, I mean, Brady was able to make some really great throws towards the end. But it was it was Edelman, man. Edelman in that offense, you know. Uh, Hall of he, Famer, yes or no? No, God, no. You don't no, think he's offense? No, no. He, no. I mean, he's only won over 1,000 yards twice in his career. He only has, like, four, like what is it, like 4,000 yards total career-wise or maybe – a little bit more than that, like four thousand eight hundred or something. It could be. And like Odell has Odell has more than that in four years, and he's been playing for like what eight or nine or some crap. So I, no, yeah. I, he's not. A, he's never been a Pro Bowler. He's never been an All Pro. Yes, he is a. He's been a great postseason player. Yeah, he can be in the Ring of Honor for the New England Patriots. He can have his jersey retired for them, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. No, 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 no. Unless he went on some. Five Pro Bowls in a row streak or something, but that's not happening. Jerry Rice. Yeah, but that's not. It's not happening. Yeah, like I think he's a very. I think he's a very good player. I won't say great. I think he's a very good player that has just had great performances. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not gonna minimize. I mean, what he was able to do in that game was great. Uh, I really, uh, I really thought he played great. Made some great catches. Made ran some amazing routes that he was just wide open on. Uh, and he definitely deserved the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, yeah. You know, just as much as you could have said Stephon Gilmore could have. Yeah. Jason McCourty. Huge play. What a play. whole secondary. In yeah, but huge play. I mean, that's a touchdown. <clears throat> touchdown to Brandon Cooks. Jason McCourty comes out of nowhere, punches the ball out back of the end zone. And also did help that Brandon Cooks already had dropped the ball before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before even doing it. So yeah. it, it didn't give him that time to recover and catch the like, yeah. re-drugle it back in. Yeah. Uh, physical game. Yeah, physical game. It's my type of game. I love defensive games. I really do. I love that. Uh, that's more fair games of all time. Seattle and Minnesota. Even though 
There's room for Minnesota. There's room for Teddy because he's from Louisville. Mm-hmm. It, but the, Blair Walsh missed the well, kick. He went to Louisville. He's not from Louisville. Yeah, not from. I went to Louisville. I mean, he's <laughs> from. I'm gonna say went. Sorry, I get my. I don't even know what it's called. I'm in English too. I don't even know what it's called. But uh, uh, yeah, we missed. Uh, Blair Walsh missed the kick. It's one of my favorite games of all time because it's so fi- like you said, physical. Yeah. It was so like it brings you back to those. 80, 90 games where you're just like, these are fun to watch because they're, they're so physical, they're hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really shows, like, the grit and the grinds of these teams, and it shows, and it gives, like, the, uh, kind of shows you what the season's like, too, in a sense, mm-hmm. like, you start off, and then eventually you start getting tired, you start getting injuries and all this, but you just have to grind your way through the game, you have to mm-hmm. grind your way through the season. That's what they did in this game, too, and New England just grinded harder, and did more to win and played more intelligently and played like I say like brains is probably the most important part in football like it's not it's not all about uh, how big you are how fast you are how strong you mm-hmm. are it's all about brains especially it, at the pro level yeah and especially when your quarterback Everybody's- is one of the smartest QBs ever yeah yeah it goes a long it goes a long way and that's why they won the game yeah it really is I mean Tom Brady yeah he yeah. didn't play a great game but Dude's still complaining. Dude's still going to be back next year. Yeah. Going to be at high level. Gronk, I think, is going to retire. I think so, too. Uh, he was over here. Hey, and the... he played great. I mean, he I looked know. like the old Gronk. I'm... Running over people, that... making some huge catches. That catch, man. Yeah, that was a dime him. right in and yeah. just caught it. I mean, didn't let go. No other tight end makes that catch. Tra- Sorry, Travis Kelsey, but no, you don't make that catch. Rob yeah. Rukowski's the one that makes that catch. Yeah. I mean, it just... Yeah. I mean, he was incredible in Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought he ran the ball great. Yeah. Um, James yeah, White, I, we didn't get a lot of variety of James White in this game. No, I was not surprised too much. About, I was surprised about it. I just don't think they were able to, though. I just think the way yeah. the Rams were playing defense, a lot of the stuff that the Patriots had to do, um, it just didn't involve James mm-hmm. White. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he was uh, – he. You know, probably should have been the Super Bowl MVP a couple years ago when they beat the Falcons. But they, you know, Tom, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Tom Brady gave him the car at the end or whatever, gave him that free, free car that he got for being the MVP. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then you know, and it shows you in this game he wasn't used much. You know, it's just the way the Patriots do they. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I know the whole narrative of Josh Gordon being out, they didn't have any weapons. I mean, yeah, Hogan didn't play great in my opinion, but Gronk stepped up, man, and like I said, Edelman. I mean, he just played outstanding. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, I, I just, I'm just impressed. I'm just super impressed with the way that defense came out firing on all cylinders, dude. And just, I mean, it was just such a great coaching battle and such a great, mm-hmm. you know, just mind to mind battle. I mean, yeah. McVeigh, you know, uh, McDaniel's versus uh, Phillips, Flores and Belichick versus McVeigh. I mean. It was just a it was just a masterful mm-hmm. uh, display of coaching. Yeah, it was. That I mean, it was just it was fun to watch. I mean, we we both enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's just it doesn't get better than that when you I mean you're literally seeing yeah. like on the field like these coaches bringing bringing their all and yeah. you know like you said earlier, McVay just got out coached. Yeah. I mean, Bel- Belichick's been here. He's been doing this. You know, probably as long as McVay is yeah. I would even say as long as McVay's been alive, Belichick's been a coach. So, look, I, it just it just came down to experience, in my opinion. And when those moments mattered, when they needed those moments to happen, 
a Patriots team that have had been in these situations before, guys that know how to win Super Bowls, guys that know how to win championships, were able to come in and do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out uh, the uh, at fourth and two at the end of the at the end of the first half. That I think this is what this is why Philly won and the Rams didn't. Doug Peterson goes for it fourth and two there. He get, and uh, mm-hmm. he got it. Sean McVay decides to punt and just go into halftime down three nothing. Yeah, it kind of really set the tone for the rest of the game. I think, in my opinion, of how this game is going to be played. I was waiting for him to do some fake punt to spark yeah. their team, and they just didn't. It's I was. Just, I, I, they knew, played, I, I think they were a little conservative. Well, wait. I would say a little, like pretty conservative in a lot of situations. I think the special the special teams coach probably did. I I think he'll be a top candidate next year for a head coaching job. Mm. Uh. He he was probably wanting to, but like you said, Sean McVay, he he played really conservative in this game, and it really did hurt him. Yeah, and it hurt Goff too, I think, because the way they had him is like they're having like short, quick, uh, drag or five out, uh, five yard out routes and stuff, just a lot of that simple stuff, and they didn't allow they didn't do really like m- complex motions or anything. Yeah, and then yeah, the big thing was, I mean, they just didn't run the ball great. Yeah, that's true. They didn't run the ball enough. They didn't run the ball great. Todd Gurley didn't see the field much at all. Yeah. Or get much many touches at all to affect the game in any way. It just I just I think they I think they froze a little bit in certain situations. I think they got too conservative. I think they got away from who what makes them a great team. They tried to get too pass happy. They tried to it tried to be more of a I can make Jared Goff the Super Bowl MVP versus like no I've got Todd Gurley I'm yeah. just gonna use him. So I think it's something the Rams will learn from. I I have a hard time believing that Sean McVay will not win a Super Bowl or two. So I mean they'll be they could be back next year. Yeah, they could. So and Aaron Donald, I mean Aaron Donald played a hell of a game. I mean played yeah. great. Pressure, like I said, pressure. Yeah. You know pressure and Tom Brady all night long. Dude, I mean, yeah, defensive player of the year. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Leave on a funny note. Uh, best meme of the day, or best meme of the probably off season, was uh, uh, Scooby Doo, and they pulled off the mask, you know, Sean McVay mask, and it was Jeff Fisher. Oh yeah, that yeah, was that was pretty fun. That was, that a, good was a pretty good one. That was yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Hey, but uh, yeah, yeah, that uh wraps up our Super Bowl recap and wraps up a great season. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening throughout the entire season when we kind of just were like, let's just start doing this podcast and having yeah. some fun. So you know we we both appreciate you guys listening, you know from week one predictions all the way into our Super Bowl recap, uh, and we'll be here in the off season. We'll be touching up on news, you know topics. Um, we'll be we'll be thinking about some videos. I know we said we're gonna do probably a top ten, top five, just depending on the position. Um, you know players at each position, um, and obviously positions that people want to hear not just some random you know like top five kickers like we're not gonna do that this is not gonna happen when it goes close to the draft we'll do another mock draft yeah we'll do yeah we'll do yeah. another mock draft when it gets closer and we're able to do some digging and and looking into some things like we were last year um which was actually pretty cool because when you start doing digging and you start watching tape like you can find tape on youtube and just watch full games of guys so you're not just getting the best plays they've done you actually get to see them not playing good in certain situations so you can see their weaknesses um you really start to get a feel for who might go where what guys you like you would want your team to actually get you know things of that nature 
um, which is why like I'm a Colts fan, but I was so high on Darius Leonard, you know, and and in my head I was like this dude could be a first round yeah. pick, um, and I thought people were gonna pick him in the third or fourth round because he was a one double A kid, mm-hmm. you know, had some issues with size coming up into the hole. But hey, came in the NFL, defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> so I mean, things like that, I I really enjoyed doing off last year. I know you yeah. did. So we'll be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like one of the people like, yeah, don't get you know, like you say. Uh, I mean, just the top players. If you're looking to do a mock draft, or you're looking just to uh, see who the best draft prospects are, draft draft prospects are, don't look at highlights. Mm-hmm. Don't look at full game. Like you don't have to look at the full game, but just uh, maybe watch like a maybe like. Two drops of that player, three or four drops of that player. Yeah. See how they do. I mean, yeah, we, you yeah. guys, you know, nobody, we, you yeah. know, people what? that listen to this or us, we're not paid to do this. Yeah. So we don't have 15 hours yeah. to watch one guy on 15 different games. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but one of them's Arden and Key, though. That's what I mentioned him. Mm-hmm. We're like, he had all the intangibles, he had the speed, he had the size, he had the length to do everything. And. He had a lot of highlight plays, but for the majority of those plays, or for the majority of the games, he wasn't trying. He wasn't giving any yeah. effort. And if you watch yeah. the highlight plays, watch how the highlight plays happen. Yeah. Is the guy just running up from behind and making it? Is What's the competition level? Um, if he's getting a sack, is it just some, is the offensive lineman just missed an assignment and he was free to come in? you got to look at some of these things. That's why I was, was so it? high on yeah. Bradley Chubb is... Even on his bad plays, the dude's motor was so high. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, things like that. So, yeah, we'll definitely be getting back into doing a mock draft, mm-hmm. researching some guys, looking some people up, getting really involved with uh, the the whole draft process. Yeah. As much as we are able to, you know, with school and work and whatnot. So, but, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Our I feel like our, our listens and our views, um, just I feel like they keep – Growing, growing yeah. week by week, which is really cool. Um, I mean, I know we enjoy doing this, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, you know, we'll see you guys. We'll, we'll, uh, I won't make any promises, so maybe next week we might have a video or, excuse me, a podcast. But um, hopefully, we're we're gonna aim to have one next week sometime. But if not, uh, just know it it won't be too long before another one comes out. Yeah. We'll be me and him, me and Wyatt are going to talk about. You know what we're going to do, how we're going to set this up, and then we're just going to execute. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you guys for listening, y'all. And you got thank, you, thank you for listening, like Houston said. Thank you for listening throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for the new like new viewers because our, our it has been steadily going up, our viewership. So just want to thank you all as well, the new viewers and potential viewers who come on later on. Just thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Yeah, just thank you, and see you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Have and, a great uh, off season too. Yeah. May your team actually make some stuff happen so you can win a Super Bowl. Get Kyler Murray if you're a quarterback. You need a team. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would go with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace out.